people like Leonardo DiCaprio playing poker, Matt Damon playing poker, but he didn't put 1 million euro chips, he put 1 million euro in cash. <laughs> 2021, I won 3.3 million in one year. The algorithm knows my sexual preferences. What is the best way to get very good closers? Number one, always be hiring. Chess, gaming, those things could be like an extra activity of school. One of the biggest lessons that I've learned from Owen Cook was the following is a conversation with my good friend, Yo Viral. He's a pro poker player, one of the biggest poker streamers on Twitch, and he's an absolutely amazing YouTube personality. His reputation is the one of a humble master of the game, personal development connoisseur, and world traveler. And in this episode, we will talk about all things poker, mindset to overcome adversity. He's got some really good mindset pointers there, you'll be surprised. And the very people that Yo learned from to get to his fame and fortune and much, much more. Without any further ado, let's crack right into it. Yo! Yo. Yo, yo. Yo, Max. <laughs> yo, yo. What's up? Thanks for coming. You just literally made it from the north of Cyprus to the south to be on this podcast and to have a lot of coffee with me. So I appreciate it, man. Thank you, Shin. You are a very legendary poker person. You are a an international and French public person. Uh, you've, you've done a lot of cool stuff in your life, man. And uh, how, how do you... When people ask you what do you do, what do you tell them? Nowadays, I'm a... Uh poker player, YouTuber, and uh, entrepreneur online, um, and investor. Nice. What did you invest in? Uh, SP500. I used to Classic. invest uh, and to be deep in crypto. I sold uh, uh, mostly in 2021, but also uh, recently the rest. Mm. So I invest now in uh, SP500, gold, and real estate. Gold, my man. I yeah. bought a ton. Of, like the first money I made, I invested in gold. I still have it, like back in 2014, 15. It's quite safe. Yeah, and it just rose again, I think, for like it's, $20 it's, or something it's, like that. It's, uh, it's going up now. It's uh, over 2K at the moment where I speak. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Peter Schiff would be proud of us. Yeah. He? <laughs> <laughs> it would be no Bitcoin, but gold <laughs> is the real Bitcoin. Uh, Peter Schiff is the best. Yeah, and, and we have the same wallet. Did you and see we that? We have, have the same, same wallet, man. Wallet buddies, man. Wallet. Let's go. We just realized this today. <laughs> Look at this. After... Crazy. Uh, although yours, <laughs> what do you have in there, man? What? You got like a chunk of cards. I have a lot of cards. You know, it in you travel a lot like me. It's useful, and that's a good tip for your uh, viewers to have many uh, credit cards because yeah. you never know. You are on a date. You are on a restaurant. True. Some credit card doesn't pass, doesn't work because you are in another country. Whatever. You don't feel ashamed, you know. <laughs> you can just so true. You can <laughs> I've, I've had a funny situation in because you talked about Belgrade earlier before yeah. we started, and and I was there and I and I stayed at a, a really nice hotel and they had a sick rooftop bar, steakhouse in there, shisha, cigars, and that's what I like about places that are kind of outside of regular Europe. You just smoke a cigar in the restaurant. You that's know? amazing. It was so good, and I had this. We had this really cool waiter. He was like, you could tell he's such a professional guy. What he does. And he was really cool the whole evening. I, we were there for like three hours just feasting, dessert and all that. And then at the end, I paid and, I'm, and I want to give him 15% uh, uh, tip, you know. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I miscalculated the currency and I gave him 1.5%, you know. And he was all nice the whole time. He was a big guy. And then at the end, I give him the tip and, he's the, and, and I was just about to leave and he 
pulls me to the side. He's like, I saw the tip you give me. Don't insult me, brother. <laughs> and I'm like, what happened? I gave him 15%. He's like, you gave me 1.5. <laughs> don't, don't, don't insult me. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so sorry, man. I'm such an idiot. Don't insult me. I was so, he was such a huge guy. And I'm like, he's going to beat me up. <laughs> I gave him an accidental 1.5%. <laughs> So yeah, that was that. Um, so, anyways, you, you you've had a, a poker tournament in the north. Yeah. And how 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 was it, man? Um, for me, I, I just lost. <laughs> <laughs> I lost around forty k this week. But um, yeah. you're looking good, man. You're feeling you have good vibes, man. I, I guess good it for someone who lost forty k. <laughs> I, I still lost forty k in one week. Um, no, yeah. Sometimes you know, in poker, I, it's one of the only competition sport, kind of where. Even if you are good at it, uh, you have like losing streaks that can be long. Yeah, they, they can be like uh, months. Yeah, um, especially in live poker. And nowadays I don't play like uh, online poker and stuff. So yeah. live poker, you are dependent of uh, a lot of your cards. You know, um, if you have bad cards, um, you're not gonna make it that week. However, on the long run, you're always gonna mathemat as long as you play mathematically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as long as you play good and better than the other players, uh, the average uh, player of your table, you're gonna make a profit on exactly. the long run. Yeah. So, so that was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. So, when I I have a little bit of a poker history um, from like back in the days, when but like before I started my first business, before I got into this coaching, for me it was this vehicle of like I could do this online. Yeah. And with poker, I have this great opportunity to just travel around the world. Basically what you're doing right now, yeah. right? Because I'm like, oh, if I play online poker, I can live in the States if I want to and, and all that jazz. So, and, and but the thing with online poker is you just have much more volume. I remember the guy that, that taught me, one of my best friends now, Andre NC, he would just play 12 tables at the same time, right? So just like you said, like if you have a downswing, as long as you keep playing mathematically correct, it will eventually turn into an upswing again. Um, but if you play in person, you can only play one table at exactly. the same time. So your downswings must be much longer than as if you play 12 tables at the same time. Exactly. That's uh, one uh, crucial part. Also, one table online is uh, you make on one table online, you make three times, 3.5 times more ends than on one table live. So when your friend is playing 12 table online, is not making 12 times more hands. He's making 36 or 40 <laughs> times more hands than in one table. That's that's the real difference. Yeah. So let's uh, catch your audience directly because if they think we're gonna speak only about poker, they are wrong because I'm also deep in the coaching industry mm -hmm. uh, because I have the first website in France for poker, uh, for well, teaching poker about. What's the website? Pokerpro.fr. Okay. So we teach people how to play poker. So we have online courses, the same uh, kind of online courses that you can find in different industry. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm also deep in web marketing and in investment in my, in uh, general manner. So just to say you guys that we are not going to speak only about poker if you don't <laughs> care about poker. But we do. We're going to speak about crazy story if, in poker if oh, you want yeah, to. Oh, hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, so by the way, yeah, for poker, I'm glad that you had this experience because uh, the fact that you know poker and that we had this little speak before uh, when we had lunch, I realized that you know poker pretty well. So when I realized that, I, I was like, okay, this guy understands exactly what I'm doing because yeah. he had this friend that was a pro and that is still a pro nowadays. I don't know. Your friend is still yeah, a pro? Yeah, he's still playing, yeah. yeah. So you understand totally and he had, you had like a short, how long was your poker experience? Like six months? Or? Uh, I think about a year oh, or yeah. so. Okay. But in that, I literally played eight hours a day. So I had an eight hour block to either play or do theory. Did you make money? 
A little bit. Towards yeah. the end, I started. So my my friend back then who taught me it was a funny story because he was my very first client. Okay. And uh, at first, he paid me like a hundred, like ninety euros an hour a, a day for okay. me to teach him um, the personal uh, personal development and social yeah. dynamics, dating stuff, right? Um, so um, I have to message my 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 closer here right now that uh, show. It's all good. Yeah, he's he's asking me for uh, s- some info. So here's the thing. Um, he first paid me, and then I was like, and we were just walking down the street, and I'm like, what do you do for a living? You got, you're like my age. You can keep paying me like 150, 90, 150 euros a, a day. For me, that was a lot of money back then. And he's like, oh, I play poker. And I'm like, you play poker? And I'm like, you know, the usual things like, isn't that gambling? And da da da. And he's like, no, it's just mathematics, man. And I'm like, how much you making there? He's like, oh, last year I made two million profit. And I'm like. He made two million profit in one year. Yeah. Oh, he was a crusher. Yeah, he was like he was, those are the highest number he for was supernova elite and yeah. poker poker stars. Yeah, back in the days. Yeah, oh my yeah. God. He had the sweater and everything, you know. And and I'm like, oh, two million. You're like my age. And he started when he was 16. You know, he just finished his. Uh, That's why you realize you were not pricing him right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and and then I go to sleep, right? And and I and I and in my sleep, I'm like. So I'm like, next morning I call him. I'm like, hey, listen, uh, I'm not going to charge you anymore. I teach you social dynamics. You teach me poker. We're going to go out every single day. You're going to be my personal wingman. I'm going to help you just crush. But you teach me your knowledge. He's like, okay. So, and that's, that's how I smart. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. How, how come you gave up? Huh? Oh, so so here's the thing. So it's like he's like, okay, start with the uh, sit and go tournaments on Poker Stars. They were like ten cents, five five or ten cents. Sure. You know, he was right. So I start because yeah. so you start not losing any money, of right? Course. So you got a ten euro sign up bonus, and I basically played that, and then I worked yeah. myself all the way up to like I think one euro buy-ins. Yeah. And then at towards the end, I started making like twenty five dollars profit a day, which for me was a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. As a student, I'm like twenty five dollars a day. Like I could slowly start living off that. And, but then I just got um, I got the opportunity to work for free as an assistant for Owen. Oh, that was that moment. That was literally I was full on deep and all I did was gym, poker, and going out. It was to so work close. on my social skills. Maybe I was, re- you I was really close. Pro. I was really close. I was really close. Yeah. And then they're like, "Hey, come to Miami." Da da da. And then I'm like, "All right, this is more important." Bro, like, life that's is exactly crazy. Life is, yeah. <laughs> you, you end up being a social uh, coach, uh, one of the best in the world, and you could have been one of the best poker player in the world also. But like it's like it's a book where you have like one, one yeah, career to yeah, career. Yeah, yeah, One it was one it was one Skype phone call. Yeah. that decided it all. And That's they said, so crazy. "Hey, they called me on Skype. I still have the video somewhere on my old 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 phone, where I got the call from from Papa. From you yeah, know, I Nick, know, I know. Nico, Nick, in the... shout out Nicole, you're the man. And um, and I was on Skype, and you know his little Skype. That was before you could do video calls properly because the internet was too yeah. slow. So he just did audio Skype, but he had his little photo of him. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm talking to Papa, you know, from the book, <laughs> from the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 right next to me was Andre, Andre and C, my yeah. poker coach, playing poker. He was just grinding 12 tables at once, and I had the Skype call, and they're like, yeah, so you're going to come to Miami? And I'm like, when? Next season, next year? And they're like, oh, tomorrow, you know? So I'm like, yeah. And I had that on video, and I couldn't believe it. And that was the phone call that, or the Skype call that changed it all for me. And then I said, you know, give me two weeks to uh, quit my school, to quit my apartment, to ask my parents for money, and then I'll be there. And two weeks later, I was in Miami, and just unpaid slept on the floor had no money but that was such <laughs> but a right, work. <laughs> that was such the right choice because after like few few months you became one of the most uh, one of the biggest in RSD yeah it was it was it was really really crazy and then 
I've always kind of had a neck for poker players. And you know why? Because you guys are mentally so strong. Because like you said, like, oh, I just lost 40K, but you're joking around. You're having a good fucking time. It doesn't phase you. And I noticed this with Andre back then as well. He was one of my first clients. And, you know, usually when you... You know, as a young guy, like you talk to a girl and, uh, you know, she doesn't reply back to you or you have a bad evening where no matter who you talk to, they don't like you. You, you know, none of your jokes are funny. It really bothers people. But with Andre, the poker player, he never gave a damn. He was always c- kind of stoic. He was always in a, in a good mood, no matter what happened. And then when I started playing more and more poker... I was also kind of getting affected. Like I would have, for example, a good hand, but then some fish on the table would just bet all the way through, have a shitty hand, but then, you know, on the river he would hit something. And I'm like, God damn it, but I, you know, you tilt very easily. And it would literally happen to me that like at the beginning of playing poker, I tilted in the evening and like all night I was in a shit mood just because I lost a couple hands. And then over time I got so okay with that Used it. yeah i was literally like oh it doesn't bother me anymore and that's where i also see in like so many poker players like you guys are mentally so strong because you know okay i might have lost whatever 50 40k right now but in the long run it's going to even out and i'll make profit anyways and not being subjected to these mood swings is a really really strong skill and that's why i admire in guys like you because you guys just like fuck it i, I do Thank what i gotta wrong. do you know and it helps a lot in uh, business also yeah 100%. so what i learned from poker helped me in uh, business but also in game uh, in dating we can speak about any areas actually because uh we have so much in common with uh, the fact that you played poker but also that the, the fact that you were into games since uh, the early age and me too i start uh, uh, reading the game, the book, the game at age 17, mm-hmm. and we are same age, so yeah, you and yeah. me. So yeah. it's uh, it's very fun because the, the 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 past that we had, and now we are doing like you have this coaching activity which is huge, and you are one of the best coach that I know actually online, and I know most of the coach on different industry, um, uh, and I have this coaching business, so I think there is like um, similarities by the fact that. We were interested in the same subject, and then we end up doing the same kind of business. Um, I also think that many of your viewers have the same pass with maybe some strategic game. It can be either esport, you know, yeah. esport. Many people play esport. I was playing esport. I was playing chess. I was playing Warhammer, nice. Magic cards. Yeah. Uh, I don't know uh, if you were playing some esport also. Yeah, Counter Strike. Counter Strike. A lot of Counter Strike back then. 1.5, 1.6, and the yeah. Counter Strike Source. 1.6 was the the most famous yeah, uh, back yeah. in the days. Source also was yeah. very big. I was playing Dawn of War. I don't know if you know Dawn of Dawn War. Dawn of War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At a I've high never level. played it myself. No shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like uh, WCG World Cyber Game and stuff yeah it was like top 5 in the world or <laughs> shit, so online on the ladder yeah I was 16 at the time and before I was uh, deep in chess when I was uh, f- from 5 years old to 10 years old I was deep in chess and I was like making competition in France in chess because I'm French guys if you didn't notice my accent let's <laughs> <laughs> get up yeah. uh, German was my first language in school that I told you that <laughs> right. I forgot most of it but yeah you spoke French also in, in school like yeah four, four years. years can't remember anything no <laughs> but je ne parle pas français si ça va ça va ça va ça va salut ça va that's all I can know salut ça va you guess me it gets good here's the thing here's the thing because you mentioned the the esports thing yeah same there like when I know someone comes from uh, competitive gaming and yeah. actually did it properly not just some guy who just played yeah but like did it on a high level, instant more respect. And it's so funny, um, I can say it here on the podcast, one of our coaches uh, that is, uh, you know, one of the coaches within our program that helps our clients, 
He came from the professional, I think, League of Legends. Yeah. He literally was a professional gamer for like eight, nine years and then was like, I, I don't want to do it anymore, right? So he applied to become a coach. And don't get me wrong. I literally, all I read in his CV was like professional gamer, eight years. I didn't even read the rest of the CV. I'm like, I like that guy. Let's hire him. <laughs> and he crushed it right away. He's one of the best coaches in our program. Nice. Uh, absolutely crushes it. Super duper hardworking. Extremely competent. Quick to think. He has the thinking, you know, where like you can tell him something and he thinks with you. And he's like, okay, I'll do this. What about that? And he, he's just reliable, always communicates. And I've had this with every single gamer, professional gamer that I've ever met. It's such a valuable skill. I don't know what it is in gaming that makes you good at everything else but it's like the grind aspect the the tilt it aspect it should mindset. be added in school like it's yeah, yeah. almost uh, <clears throat> the case not almost i think chess gaming those things could be like an extra activity of school and in school yeah, they don't propose those things and that's not yet that definitely i can i can tell that people who had um, a career in gaming or like they are like so good at taking decision mm -hmm. so quick at taking mm -hmm, decision mm -hmm. because you keep training that muscle to take quick and efficient decision better decision than someone else yeah so when you have like a limited amount of time and in real life that's 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 what business is and life is you have to take decision all the time and the quality of your decision will decide them will decide the money that you're gonna make okay yeah. so if you take poor decision you're gonna make poor money 100%. if you take super good decision you're gonna make super good money so the, the the amount of decision that you're gonna take per day will decide the money that you're gonna make and that's why i think i know how to make money and that money doesn't excite me at a super high point i, I it's not that i don't respect money but it's not that i over respect it also i'm quite um how you say and different about mm -hmm. it you know mm -hmm. not hating it not loving it and usually you can tell that people who don't manage to make money are people who are loving it too much they yeah, are like yeah. like seeing it as something insane you mm -hmm. know it's just point in a video game it's just mm -hmm. money is just point in a video game yeah um you use that to get more freedom to get um, more business to get more um social interaction also it's just you use that to get uh better comfort yeah. it's just yeah it's just uh I, i it's funny that you said like it's just like points in a video game that's exactly how i felt as well yeah. there was a transition in my in my life where um i had i had built the first business I, i don't even think i've made my first million at that point but it was i i would wake up every morning and i would see you know the subscribers on my youtube channel going up instagram going up i would see the money in my bank account like overnight some more money came in and i'm like This literally feels like the type of video games that I used to play, you know? Like, you check on the video game, oh, oh, cool, like, whatever, you built a city builder game. Like, oh, cool, the thing is built now, right? Or like, oh, cool, I progressed here, I leveled up. And I'm like, this feels so much like a video game. Like, experience points, level ups, but it's real-life money. And I'm like, oh, shit, I can actually do stuff with this, right? I can take this money, I can pay my parents a nice vacation, right? I can fly somewhere. And I'm like, that's really cool because it feels like a video game, but I can do even more with it than just the fake points in a video game. So that was really cool. Uh, one question that I wanted to ask you because it kind of became a, a running joke on your Instagram where you wore your sunglasses and you're like, I hope people can't see my cards through my sunglasses. But they can totally see them. So do you do you wear them in the game? Actually, yeah, I wear them in the game. I'm not. I don't think they can see them. I, 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 you can see it on the photos. You can see the reflection of your. Yeah, there, there is fucking reflection, <laughs> but so I am not. So it's difficult because I'm not wearing sunglasses since long time. I'm wearing those sunglasses since 
for two years, I think. Yeah. So I didn't experiment uh, too much, uh, but I think they cannot see them. But I'm, not, I'm still not sure, you know. <laughs> so I keep I keep saying it on my Instagram story. I hope they can't see my cards, you know. And I keep watching, my, looking at my cards on the side, you know, <laughs> and not like directly like that, <laughs> because. <laughs> <laughs> it would be horrible, you know. There is this meme of Kim Kardashian on yeah, the yeah, Twitter, yeah, you know, yeah, where she's wearing where she's playing poker and wearing glasses that are inflatable, <laughs> and you can literally see what she has. <laughs> it's so funny. And uh, yeah, yeah, uh, makes uh, I like Instagram stories so much that that's addictive. Like, let's speak about that. But yeah. how can, like, I stopped six months. So um, from January to uh, June, I quit all social media. I wow. delete uh, the apps of my phone. Yeah, because I said too much. I'm spending. I was checking my uh, time spent on Instagram and uh, Twitter. That was around something like 13 hours per day. Fuck. I don't know how I do that. <laughs> it means that I'm always on it. So literally, <laughs> I decide from one day to the other to delay the apps. Yeah. Not to delay my accounts, but to delay the apps. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't took any one of my team to control the apps. So yeah. literally, guys, I'm going to leave for six months. I'm not going to post anything. <laughs> That's what I did from January to June. However... It was a six-month challenge. I managed it. It was very difficult at the beginning, too. Mm -hmm. Very strange. My, my, my life felt, em felt empty. Like you, you probably looked at your phone. You tried to find the app, and it wasn't Can there. I do? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I had only WhatsApp. I had, also, I had bad thoughts because I was thinking probably the, the lack of dopamine that I was not getting anymore. I was not getting that dopamine anymore. So I was, I was starting to think uh, about bad things. I mm. was like, this, this has no point. Why? Uh, what I do today? What I'm... It's crazy. Mm. It makes you feel so good, actually, to just crawl and click that you forget to take action for your life. And, uh, and, and, and that's terrible. When you remove it, it's like a drug that you don't have anymore. Mm. First two months, very strange life. Uh, then, amazing. I felt way better. Last four months, amazing. However, it was a six-month challenge. I start again, and it's again like before I'm using it uh, 13 hours per day <laughs> so I don't know I don't know maybe I should uh, honestly my sales uh, regarding my coaching site didn't change during mm. the period where I was mm. not using so mm. I was thinking mm. it's not even helpful for my sales you yeah. know? like I'm not because I'm not communicating about my site or stuff I'm just putting content out there it's not like that helping maybe YouTube YouTube my, my editors continue to post the videos and, and yeah. film me yeah same most important was that actually the Instagram stuff, the Twitter stuff, doesn't change much. Damn, I should test that too and see if it, if it does a difference for I'm me. I'm sure, especially you because you are a hard worker. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I I spend like two to three hours a day on it, which is okay, and it's mostly posting. So that's okay. So for example, yesterday I did a a, a Q and A thing. And it took me an hour to go through all the questions. And then I still had more questions left. It was literally a freaking hour. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably what the three hours a day come in. Um, so I'm think I it's on my mind as well where I'm like, there's got to be a way where I can fully leverage it. So, for example, YouTube and Max Torno Business, I don't, I'm not involved in the posting except for stories. So it's just like I speak into the camera with the reels. Reels get edited and then they get published like a couple of weeks later. So I'm not involved in that at all. But stories is still something I do myself. What I've done there, what really helped is instead of filming something, posting it, I just film something and just have it on my phone. And then in the evening when uh, when the previous story is over, because it's only stand for 24 hours, then I just take all the stories, like four or five stories that I shot during the day, and then I upload them all at once. Okay, there is one thing that I like about that is the fact that the algorithm 
likes that you wait the full story exactly. to be gone. Exactly. I, I noticed the increase of. Uh, yeah. So I have I have good numbers for I I have eighty k on Instagram uh, and my stories make between ten k and peaks to twenty five k. That's great. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. But That's average they stay around. 14. Yeah, that's okay. amazing for your engagement. That's, that's for really, my, really I have good. really good because I do myself and they see that I'm loving it, you know? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. And the point is, it takes so much time. I'm not sure it helps myself because when I compare during the six months, to be honest, there was no difference. Mm. No difference. Mm. And the, the most um, painful thing is me posting stories in, is maybe 5% of the time that I spend on Instagram. The oh, rest wow. is 95% scrolling and Ooh. consuming the shit of other people. Yeah. Because you are on the app. Yeah. So you are on the app and you get that shot of dopamine. Yeah. You start clicking to see what this girl do, what your friend do, what your girlfriend is doing. Mm. What and at the end of the day, you just... Um, Realize that you spend 13 hours and Twitter is, <laughs> is the shit also. It's my favorite social media to consume. Yeah. I will check what happened in the world. It's like another way to watch uh, news. Yeah, yeah. I'm not watching news, yeah. but I'm watching Twitter. So yeah. it's kind of the same shit, you know, watching, oh, how is doing this investment? How is doing this thing? Oh, Twitter, uh, what, what jokes they are making about that? I'm consuming too much compared to posting. At the end of the day, I'm not. Uh, The plus and minus balance, I think it's a minus. Yeah, and probably. If you do that experience, it's an AB. You should see it as an AB testing. It's an AB testing. You mm -hmm. test it without mm -hmm. and with, mm -hmm. and you see mm -hmm. what is the difference, bro. Yeah, because I'm also thinking like, I've already completely outsourced the posting part, except for the stories anyways. So what am I doing on there? Yeah. And I could literally have an assistant of mine just... I give her the logins and just be like, watch all the stories and then send me a report. <laughs> like, who is where, you know? Because there is an argument for exactly. it's good to know where somebody is, right? Like, you messaged me or, or I saw your stories. I'm like, holy shit, you're in Cyprus, right? And then we message back and forth and now you're here. That's, that would have never happened if we had consumed each other's stories. That's so true. So if I have an assistant just being like, here's, here's a summary, like, this person is here, that person is there, then I wouldn't have to watch the stories. I'm not missing anything, right? That's so interesting because... I, that's one of the reasons I keep staying on Instagram is yeah. because I want to see who is where exactly. to network. Exactly. But if you can outsource this because your assistant knows that there is this 20 people target list that yeah. she needs to update you on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But this is, hey bro, you are the genius. Just, just give me a report, like, you know. This piece of, of advice, day. guys, is all the podcast. <laughs> bro, I, I didn't even think to outsource that thing. I thought about outsourcing my stories, which is very simple, actually. You just yeah. take your five stories per day or ten stories You send them over, you they make the WhatsApp. caption, they tag it and shit. Yeah, yeah, done. You send them over WhatsApp to your assistant, she upload them. Yeah. You don't need to have the app. Yeah, that's what because I it's like the, the Tony Montana say in uh, Scarface, you don't have to consume your shit, okay? <laughs> so never took, ne never that's took true. your own shit. Never, it's like the drug dealer doesn't take their own drugs. Exactly. They just sell <laughs> If you are like th this kind of coach and, and you are selling like even high value content, don't take the Instagram content of other people because you're gonna stay so much time on it yeah. and not be productive for your business. Yeah. So maybe you should just delete all those apps from your phone, yeah. outsource with someone of your team, even if it's just your girlfriend, a friend, someone that is not you, yeah. because you on your phone needs to have the cleanest phone possible, yes. WhatsApp, yes. and I say that and I have Instagram and Twitter, so I, <laughs> I need to, to change myself. However, I think it's a key, it's yeah. a key point. You got to be smart about it. And I think we don't have enough experience with it yet because these algorithms are so powerful. Here's fight. The, here, yeah, exactly. Because back in the days, if you remember, you've been on Instagram for a long time. 
back in the days, the algorithms would literally just be chronological. So you would go on your feed, and then you would see the, the oldest post of someone that you exactly. follow, and so on and so forth. Then the algorithms became gave you a curated feed. It's called a curated feed, which means the algorithm is now like, okay, here's all the posts that happened since the last time you looked at your feed. Here's the one that is most likely to be interesting for you first. Here's the one that's most likely to keep you on the app second. Here's the most likely to keep you on the app a third, and so on and so forth. So the algorithm literally manipulates you in a way so that you stay on the app as long as possible because that's how they make money. The longer you're on there, the more ads you consume and so on and so forth. Then they started saying, well, hold on a second. It's great and all if we have a curated feed for you know everybody that you follow. Let's add this one thing where you can see content of people that you don't follow. Right, you have the, you remember that it came like two years ago or something. Why yeah, you just, all of a sudden on your feed you get stuff from people or accounts that you don't follow, right? It's like, yeah. oh holy shit! But it's like Metallica. I'm I'm a Metallica fan. Wow, I haven't seen this fucking live clip. So now you're watching this. You scroll down a little bit. Now I love there's Metallica a, too. Huh? Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. I just say hell yeah, bro. And, and here's the crazy Fate thing. Here's here's even Fate to Black, great song. <laughs> hey, here, here's the here's the craziest thing. The algorithm knows, literally, my sexual preferences yeah. because it shows me the exact type of women yeah. that I find okay, attractive. Okay. okay, let's do So you're literally, let, let, you're literally like, the... so but imagine how crazy this is. Yeah, yeah, you have watches as well. I have watches <laughs> as well. I have watches. Okay, let's, let's show to the camera. I have watches, I have Formula One, I have Metallica, and I have uh, beautiful women. Okay, so I click on my, uh, you should test uh, at home. I Actually, I also, my, uh... I also have snowboarding and skiing. You see, it knows what I'm into, you know, if I just go on my on my, on my explore page. No, but they, they, they go very far because they show you the type of woman, but nationality also. Exactly. Exa For example, they know I, exactly they know what I like kind of Serbian girl or exactly. Eastern country girl. They would show me Eastern country girl and not like uh, just beautiful girl model exactly. from uh, another country. Exactly. They are exactly. very specific. And that is, if you think about that, like that is so crazy. It That's knows so it crazy. almost better than you can articulate it. You know what I mean? Like if someone would ask me, hey, what, what, what kind of women do you find attractive? I would say, yeah, you know, slender, uh, beautiful long hair, Scandinavian, Eastern European, right? It was like my girlfriend. But the algorithm probably knows it with even greater detail because it's just mathematics. It's like, okay, what pictures has this profile hovered over? What pictures has this profile liked and, and looked at? And then it just gathers data every single day and after a couple weeks the algorithm knows exactly what you're into and then it shows you that but not just with with the opposite sex it shows you formula one it knows exactly what drivers do i find cooler than the others it shows me the exact music that i like it kn it knows everything bro it even know who you break up who you exactly. break up with because exactly. when you go on your feed not on your feed but then when you go on your uh, research bar yeah and you unfollowed that person because you are not together exactly. anymore or whatever, it keeps proposing her name <laughs> when you start uh, typing just uh, a letter that is in her name, yep. kind of. Yep. Because he knows that you will be triggered by that and you will want to see what she became. And I'm, I'm sure they know you are who you are like cheating with. If you are yeah. cheating on your girlfriend, they yeah. know and they will propose you that person because, yeah. you know, one day I remember something that was crazy. He proposed me a girl. He proposed me in my feed a girl I, I'm like, I know this face. <laughs> I see this girl somewhere. I don't know where, but I know this face. And I saw her one time, second time, three times, but I don't follow this girl. Why it keep proposing me this girl? But where did I meet this girl? And I realized, bro, it was the ex-girlfriend of one poker player I know. 
And I met her with him, actually, at a poker table. <laughs> so probably the phone knows... You're close to each other, you they know were, each other. We were other. close at some point yeah, to each other yeah. with the phone. Yeah. She's the ex of someone I follow on uh, Instagram. Now she's not with him anymore. She's a potential match for oh me. Oh my God. That they go so far. And yeah. we start speaking yeah. on Instagram. Nothing happened, but we start speaking <laughs> because the feed was presenting me to her. Oh my God. And, and her to me. Yeah. And we didn't know each other. We, we just met one time. We didn't speak. We didn't even speak together, you know? So it's not Tinder, bro, but it became <laughs> like it. It's even more powerful than Tinder because it will go sneaky, sneaky yeah. to propose you the girlfriend of or guy you know a colleague from your job so that's that's so crazy also they know how long time if you stay 10 seconds on one picture he knows that it you knows stay it no you don't have to like it you don't have to comment it exactly. just knows you're staying on that picture exactly it's not dumb right because we're like oh, well if i don't like it the algorithm doesn't know algorithm isn't stupid man it knows exactly you're staying on a freaking picture and the crazy the the the, the, the most bizarre thing about that is it's a machine that's yeah. what you never, you can never forget that. It's not a person who's like, oh, look who's single now, bro. Yeah. It's a machine. It's, AI. it's like, okay, here's this person. Here's this girl. This girl, we know that this person's sexual preference is exactly this type of girl. Let's show him this. It's a machine that dictates how you feel, who you mate with, who you're friends with, who you meet, what you want to eat. It predicts everything just based on pure mathematical algorithms and that is freaking crazy and that's where it's uh, it's similar to poker because mm. when you see the solving of poker i don't know if your friend introduced you to that i think no because 2013 the solvers in poker were not existing yet what is what was that Solver, solvers it's the ai of poker <laughs> it exists since 2015 <laughs> no it's basically imagine the same shit where basically there is bridges between people um and there is for example you max your uh, previous girlfriend, your previous uh, uh, friends, your actual friends and everything. And there is like some lines between the connection that you know this person, this person knows this person. Imagine some some crazy algorithm like around your life, okay? That you were close to become a pro in poker, but that call makes you switch to coaching. Uh, uh, that coaching, dating coaching makes you switch to the owning a business about coaching, but helping people to, to, to coach and everything. Imagine this is your life. This is the solving of your life, okay? Uh, and you can expect the future of what you what you mostly gonna do after that, because of those lines. And there is the same in poker, because of the, that flop and that decision that you took pre-flop. There is only this uh, range of ends in your uh, in your range, so you have those ends, and you need to bet that sizing because those ends will benefit of that sizing at that moment. So there is the solving, basically, the best answers for every type of flop, turn, river, situation. So you can review your end in those solvers yeah. and have the answer. Nowadays, every poker player have those things in their phone. Yeah. And in few clicks, they can verify what was the best options for their ends. Before, when you used to, uh, we learned poker, we learned poker through books. Yeah, yeah. That's how books. I learned it, yeah. Yeah, we read fucking books. <laughs> then we watch coaching videos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is a bit better than book because this is like people explain, uh, professional explaining you how they play, showing you their screen, showing you how they play. Now, it's fifty percent through the solvers because 
they will give so you the you, exact answers. Are you allowed to use that while you're playing or no. just in retrospection? Retrospection. Well, what if I play this thing online on my computer? Many I just have cheat. the thing on my freaking phone. Nobody knows. They do. How do they know? No, they, 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 they don't know, but people cheat. That's the problem. Damn. Online, I don't play online. One of the reasons is because many, it's been many years that people cheat. I mean, you literally just have it on your phone or on, on another device next to you. They don't know. Exactly. They, they create virtual machine in their computer to cheat. So they will create a computer in the computer so they don't know that they are using that in the real time. Yeah. So It's called RTA, real-time assistance. Damn. They, and there's no way you could tell if you just have it on a different No. Device. If they do it good, no. They don't, they, they don't discover those people. I mean, so basically everybody does it. It's probably. report. No, because there is reporting. So other players will report you, and how, they how should. How do they, they report you when you're too good, yeah. or you make things that are like only the machine can do? Like you make things too many times, like the machine. Yeah, yeah. So you and have to be, you have to play shitty cards a couple of times just so they don't notice. Those players that cheat and that cheat good do that exactly, <laughs> and that's really bad. And so that's why I think the game has future in live, and I think online it will be dead one day. Damn. And it's been since 2015 that those software exist. Yeah. We are in 2024. Yeah. It, almost. I mean, I mean, I mean, here's, here's so, so you started, you started playing online when you started getting into poker? No, I started playing live and then online. One year after oh. uh, playing live. So you started live, then you got into online, and then you went back to live. Live, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and you told me a couple things earlier, so, because, like, again, like, last time I played poker online must have literally been, I think it was literally the day I got that, that Skype call. Fuck. It was literally, and I'm like, um, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll play though. while I'm while I'm assisting. You know, I'll have time. No, I had zero time. Right? I was going okay, all in. Dedication also. So I I, I, I haven't touched. Yeah. I haven't logged in since then. I played I think two or three times live with friends just at home. You know, with like chips or whatever. Everybody threw twenty bucks yeah, in, and then whoever won got the thing. Um, but other than that, I've never you played. You have good it. vibe when you play sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Really? I think it's fucking interesting. It's I fucking got interesting. super addicted when I played it live a couple times. It was it was at a party actually, um, at a at a, a big big party, and and some guy was super drunk and he played so loose and I'm like you motherfucking fish I'm gonna go get you but then he kept winning this motherfucker <laughs> I was so mad I was like you yeah, got it because he played like an idiot on the like long run you will exactly him, he played like a complete idiot in right? one and game he can, he can win yeah. exactly and he kept winning. Yeah. Um, so I really like it. I actually want to pick it up at some point again. But you know, yeah. my thing is yeah, like, I guess, should play. Yeah, I'd, uh, with, I'd be super. People, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not gonna take your money. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not we'll gonna, gonna pay five euro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just we're gonna play with people. Oh, with <laughs> girls, we can do strip. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're gonna tell them. Oh, it's just my friend from France. We're not gonna tell him that we're you're gonna, like one of the top we're guys. Play, we're gonna play strip poker, and I'm gonna wear only one shirt. So I have literally one. And they're like, "Hey, your friend. What does your friend do for a living? I don't know. Some." online stuff <laughs> why well, your friend is already naked <laughs> so what i was trying to say is um walk me through what, what has happened so last time i played was like 2013 and then i know from my friend andre at some point china got into it they china was allowed to play or something they are not like allowed, that but they they many player play without being allowed In but china, but then but then i think it was op- or there was a loophole or something for like half a year so then he started playing against people in china and they were all dumb so he kept winning so those they all had apps. just a ton of money yeah those are apps especially during covid exactly uh, exactly people were not playing in real life anymore because covid hits and yeah. poker is the worst uh, thing for for that <laughs> so so basically you you will see like crazy games on app application uh, where people do not those apps on just uh, Apple Store yeah. play fake chips but there is an agent behind oh. that take the crypto yeah. and oh. basically make the bank 
and oh. pay the people uh, after it if you don't get scammed, of course. <laughs> so there will be like trust and people will play on play money store. Like you literally play on fake app, but like the money you, you are playing is actually real. Oh my God. Because some agent is behind backing it, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what was, so, yeah. okay, so. It exists still. Well, again, like walk me through. So 2013, I stopped playing poker and then, but back then it was really big. Like poker stars online and all that was really, really big. But then it's some, you said earlier that it just gets more and more difficult because all these kids just get better and better. Yeah, and, I, and I see that with like online video games. Like I'm like, this Call of Duty thing seems to be interesting. So I download it. I you play it for like 10 it. minutes. I don't even know where the hell I am. I'm literally like like my dad when I showed him the video games like in the 90s. Exactly. Where is up and down? You know, where, I'm looking at the wall. What I'm like, turn around, you know. That's how I felt. I just kept dying because some 13-year-old kid would just yeah, kill me. Yeah, too good. So, you so you shoot one guy, poker? he shoot you 10 times. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah you, so it's the same for poker, you think? Um, so the good thing with poker is you can really choose your level. You can play mm. little buy-in, like five euro, ten euro, and you still find many, many fish, many people that doesn't know the game. Mm. Um, however, when you play big money, yes, the answer is yes. If you play big money online, you're gonna be against the crusher and you're gonna get crushed. Mm. However, if you want to play big money somehow in poker, you need to find good games live. Mm. So what does that mean? You need to find entrepreneur and businessman, and that's the trick. That doesn't play poker for a living, that they like poker a lot. And they have money that they want to play. And they have money and they want to play. Mm -hmm. And they want to network with it because it's a way, it's a good, we were speaking about podcasts. Our podcasts are good for networking. Yeah. Super good. Yeah. You can literally like, we network now because of this podcast. We never met before. Yep. I know you from from uh, internet for 15 years. I know Owen in person. Yeah. But I didn't know you. Now because of this excuse of the podcast, we are networking. Same with the poker. I'm networking with people that are not in poker industry, DJs, like Steve Aoki play, has his own game in nice. Las Vegas. He has his own private game. I had game. no idea. Um, who else? Um, you would have like uh, uh, people, like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio play poker. No there shit. is uh, Matt Damon uh, playing poker. There is like uh, um, so many names, but they don't come, they don't come uh, quick now. Yeah, no Those way. people network uh, through poker. Also uh, less famous people that are not like worldwide famous. Uh, what happens when you play against those? They can lose 10K, 50K, mm. 100K in one night because they don't care too much. They want mm. to have fun. For mm. them, 50K is like for you, maybe 1K. So it's just chill. So what I did, I built this game um, that is called Yoviral's Game that has uh, my uh, nickname and I host those games in casinos. So the trust is there. Casinos is uh, are safe. Casinos are like uh, running the game. Yeah. And it's streamed on my channel, YouTube and Twitch. So we're going to have like the live streaming of the game with 30 minutes delay for security reasons. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're going to see the old cards. So it's a good show for my followers. Mm. Good to promote my uh, uh, website, pokerpro.fr. And also good for me because I'm going to play against businessmen. But hmm. it's not only good for me. It's good for the businessmen themselves because yeah. I invite businessmen. They play against each other. Some win, some lose. But it's not like one winner in a game. There is like three, four winners, three, four losers, and here we have a game. So my game is soft, and it's probably one of the softest games in the whole world in poker. What, what does soft mean? Soft, it means easy. Mm. Um, the opponents are not uh, pros. Are not Usually when you play 10K Euro minimum buy-in, you are only against pros, almost only. Maybe 10% of uh, businessmen. In my game, is 90%. 
So my game has good value for the businessmen themselves, for my viewers, for me. And you know, the success of a business, that, um, of a successful business is usually when you serve a, a huge number of clients or you serve rich clients, small number of rich clients. In my case, um, one of my activities is your viral game. We do that maybe five weeks a year, I would say. So maybe 40, 50 games a year streamed and some of them are off stream because I have also a businessman that doesn't want to play on stream for yeah. whatever reason they are famous they are um, rich or they are in some of the people are maybe in illegal business I cannot know but <laughs> maybe they are <laughs> so they don't want to be on stream I play poker with them I'm, I have no business with them I'm just playing against them yeah. so you know we play in casino and and that's how it is so next week uh, no literally in 10 days i have uh, my game in czech republic in the biggest poker room in europe mm. we're gonna have three games on stream one off stream 10k minimum buy-in and you know like last time there was some pot of 300,000. so one hand <laughs> 300,000 in <laughs> nice. one hand so that's can be that can be crazy yeah. oh man the owner of the casino the, uh, himself played with us last time you know what he did <laughs> that TikTok made me a uh, million view on YouTube Shorts oh, and cool. 15 million view on TikTok. Not on mine, but on my friend TikTok. The owner of the casino in my game decided to call the security and say, because I told him in the middle of the game, can you show 1 million euro on the table? He said, sure. <laughs> but he didn't put 1 million euro chips. He put 1 million euro in cash. <laughs> so his security guy come with a blue bag. He put 1 million euro on the... You're going to find it easy. Your viral 1 million euro. <laughs> and, uh, and literally count the money in front of us. And that, that, that was crazy. The owner of the casino play with us because for him, it's marketing. Yeah, he hell lost. yeah. Hell he doesn't yeah. care. He just, he just had fun in the game. Was very happy to have like those uh, smart people around him and everything. And that... He's like the is the most smart. He speaks nine languages. Damn. He has uh, two casinos, one in Prague, one is Rosvadov. He's like insanely smart, and he played good poker actually. And it was it was very very nice to play with him. Um, so those those this game br brought me so good experience, so good uh, vibe, and good networking, and good money. So Damn. it's a really good. Uh, I will continue that during the next. I can see myself during the next thirty years organizing this game. Yeah. How do you how do you organize things like that? Do you just email yeah. or call the the What's casinos up? and oh. you're like, hey, my name is Yovel. I want to do a little mm. bit of game in your in your place. So it's poker is a small world. We know each other already. Mm -hmm. Like casinos and me, we because uh, casino organize poker. We we know okay because we did vlogs before in their casino. We do uh, so the connection with the casino I already have since long time because of the vlogs. Because for example, when I play tournaments, my team follow me and vlog me. So we had already authorization mm -hmm. to film. Mm -hmm. We had deals with them to promote them and everything. So now it's just the the following of my previous um, actions. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So it's very easy to connect with them for me. Uh, the most, uh, the biggest part of the job is to have many businessmen in your social uh, networking. So I network with people all around the world and not only poker players. So I network with people uh, that are in, that are in different industries. And you know, someone will tell me, oh, can my friend, uh, my friend likes poker, he wants to join one of your game, can he join? And I check if I have a game coming soon, if there is a space, and if there is, because he's a friend of a friend, I introduce him, okay? Um, and then, yeah, that's why I have like more than 250 players so far, I think, that play my game. Nice. Uh, and it's always minimum 10K buy-in, and it can go up to 100K buy-in. Damn, yeah. that's beautiful, man. Yeah. 
what made you what made you go from so I, I feel like you've always kind of felt the draw to games. You said earlier you were playing video games, uh, then you did chess. What made you move to poker? So the same story probably as many people. Like you just have one day there is shitty weather outside. <laughs> we are in vacation in that kind of villa yeah. with a swimming pool. Friends saying, What should we do tonight? Mm. Someone say, Let's play poker. <laughs> They teach you the rule very quick. You play five euro with everybody and you get hooked, you know? Yeah. You love it. I loved it directly. I even lost my five euro or my 10 euro, but I, <laughs> I loved it, you know? And I wanted to beat my friends. So I type on Google, uh, poker strategy. That's how, that's how it's And I start with. learning, you know? And then we went to the casino the next day. Oh. And it was 100 euro. And tr oh my God, that was a lot of money for me. <laughs> I put those 100 euro, bro. And I was the only of the group of friends um, that had the courage to do it <laughs> and I applied the strategy that I learned in the afternoon yeah. <laughs> and I managed to double my money probably getting lucky of course yeah, yeah. and then I left <laughs> and I made 100 euro profit next day same shit next day same shit so three days in a row and that was the end of the vacation I made 300 euro nice. in that vacation <laughs> my vacation was 300 euro bro. I reformed my vacation I was like bro maybe I'm made for this game of course, then I lost yeah. <laughs> the next three months. I lost all what I had, and it was not a lot, maybe 3K euro. Yeah. That was all my saving from the birthdays, you know? When you are a child, the family give you a little 100 euro uh, to help you when you will start in life. I lost everything in poker. Schlack. But then I made it back. I made it back in six months because I started reading my first book about poker. It was Kill Elki. Elki, you know Elki? No. From StarCraft, no? Do you remember that blonde guy that was crushing StarCraft? Wait, StarCraft like 1 or 2? StarCraft 1, No, I'm all, I only got in with 2. Ah, okay, okay. That's why, that's why, that's why. So I, I start reading the book of Elki because he became a, uh, one of the huge legends of, of poker. Nice. And, and That's and, right, I heard of him. Yeah, of course, the pro so. StarCraft player that then got in the poker, started making a bunch of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he was yeah, a poker yeah. star Shout out. Also. Shout out, Elki. Do you, do you know him personally? Of course. Let's get him on the podcast. Friend. He's going to play in three weeks my Dude, game. You should come on the podcast, man. I'd love to hear Stark or Starcraft Pro. Yeah, you he had the crazy <laughs> six, six, six story. You remember that guy? Yeah. Oh shit! Wait, that's he's the Vanilla guy. guy. He was the Damn. the best pro in Europe. He was one of the first pro gamer in Europe. Back in the days, only Asian was crushing. Exactly. Only only, only South Koreans. And this yeah, guy yeah. managed to beat the the best South Korean in uh, Singapore in the final. Dude, when was that? Like 2004 uh, or something? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you took it. It was something like 2003 <laughs> or four. Yeah, damn, damn, bro. And I was playing WCG World Cyber Game in 2006. Me, <sighs> not uh, the worldwide, but the one uh, national one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But damn. worldwide online, I was top five worldwide. But I, I finished like just bad in the competition, and then I just. I just tilt. Mm. I say no more video games, mm. no more, because you know, like the deception of not um, finishing the game, kind of not finishing the competition. So I said no more. I did radio, completely random. I, I became a DJ speaker in radio, oh, no so way. I used those microphones. Oh, that's years why. That's why. All right. In Paris, and then I discovered poker, and then again my my uh, strategic thing, my thing came back, and I like, okay, this time this game. I'm going to finish it. I'm not mm. going to stop before mm. I finish it because I have too much frustration about not finishing chess, not finishing video game, mm. not finishing magic cards, mm. Warhammer. I never finish. I, I was always... And now, did I finish poker? Still not. Uh, you know World Series of Poker? Bracelets. Yeah, 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 yeah. I came two times second. So <laughs> I was that close to get world champion. Yeah. Two times. 2019 yeah. and 2021. Damn. But 
I'm still trying, you know. Yeah, 2021, yeah. I finished second in World Series Europe for 800k euro. <sighs> in, so one tournament. It's a 10k buy-in. We were 650 people. Nice. Finished second place, 790k. First place was 1.3 million and the bracelet. <laughs> I came second. 2019, I came second. It was a 3k buy-in uh, World Series in Las Vegas. I came second. First place was the bracelet and 190k or something. And I got 125. But... Those are the moments where I was very close to get the bracelet. So does bracelet means you finish the game? No, of course not, because many people have a bracelet. You know, it's like in box. In poker, they have uh, 60 bracelets per year. So maybe even more now. Maybe so what 80. do these brace bracelets do? It just you looks are world cool? champion. Okay. It looks cool. Right. You are world champion because you won one of the official tournament bracelets. Mm -hmm. But doesn't mean that you are one of the best. Doesn't mean anything. Some fish have bracelets. <laughs> Even more than one. Really? Yeah. Just because they got lucky or yeah. did they buy it on the off market they buy or something in, like that? No, they, no, they buy uh, many tournaments and one day they get lucky. <laughs> with, with, I mean, clearly there's more important games than others when you say you were in the finals of the world series and you came in second yeah do you do you remember the plays do you remember the cards do you remember what happened yeah. or is it more like yeah, i don't know i just yeah i remember you, almost everything you do damn almost everything and i mean i could guess that with a game as important as you know whether or not you win there's still such a huge factor of luck in there yeah so it kind of you correct me if I'm wrong, it kind of is basically like if you come in second or first, it's almost just based on luck. Yeah. So with these times where you got in second, honest answer, did you, was it unlucky or did the other guy actually beat you where you say, fuck, he had a shitty card and he just bluffed me out of it or something like that? So one time it was uh, the guy, one guy made a sick bluff against me and I think if I, if I called that sick bluff, I would have win. Mm -hmm. So, but he was overall more lucky than me in that match. Mm. And one time it was completely unlucky. I couldn't beat the guy because the cards yeah. distribution. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it can happen that you can outplay an opponent at a crucial point where that's going to make the difference. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so it's a mix. It's not only luck. It's on, not only skill. It's a mix of both. So skill is still uh, quite involved. And I can imagine that that's what makes it so damn interesting. Yeah. That regardless of how good you are, there's still this random factor in yeah. it. You cannot control it, right? It's like with just business, it's like if you're good, you're good. If you know how to write sales copy, it's going to convert. If you're a good closer, yeah. it's going to convert. But with but poker, still a like, bit of luck in business, a bit. Sure, but definitely, but definitely less Le than in poker. Way less than in poker. Right? Yeah. So in poker, you're like, you can be the best, smartest guy ever. You can be in top four mentally, physically. But if you're unlucky, you're just unlucky. However, you were not going to be unlucky in all, the, all the year. Even exactly. in one year. It's always just like you're just evening the out, the odds out and you're just raising them above. What is the most level. important is to, is to make money at the end of the year, right? Yeah. It's almost not the case that a professional poker player doesn't make profit at the end of the year. It's almost never happened. Exactly. Almost. It depends if you play tournament or cash game. Let's say in cash game, it doesn't happen. Mm. So in cash game, even in live, not the guy doesn't play any online, he will always make a profitable year. Six, if he play um, 1,000 euro or 2,000 euro game, game where the buy-in is 1,000 or 2,000, so the blinds are like 5, 10 mm. in live, he will make around, a good professional will make around 80K, 100K profit per year nice. just playing 1,000 per game. Mm. So 
and even if he's unlucky. So that's why it, there is hope, because when you see the statistic, you can see that it's always the same that makes the money. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're on one tournament or one uh, game or one month, uh, you end up being unlucky and losing money or whatever. Because at the end of the year, you will always make money, almost. Except if you play only tournaments. Tournaments can be long. You can sometimes be very unlucky during two years, three years. Yeah. But after three years, like everybody will, will get back the EV. So expecting value. Expected value, value yeah, yeah. yeah. So the expecting value, let's say, worst case scenario, you play only tournament. Doesn't play online. You play live. That's the format where you can swing two, three years. You swing two, three years because you are unlucky as fuck. Yeah. The fourth years, you're going to win so big. You win it all back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's only for one. It's still not healthy for me. I, I would say like, I would encourage no one to play only live tournaments because that's unhealthy. If you can know that during two, three years, you're going to maybe lose money, then it's not healthy, you know? Yeah. Don't yeah. play that. Yeah, yeah. However, play cash game live or play online. But don't play just live tournaments because those are like swingy as fuck. Yeah, yeah. In one way, you can win three million in one. Like it happens. 2021, I won three point three million in one year. Nice. In tournament, mm. I got extremely lucky. Mm -hmm. There are some other year where I lose five hundred k in one year mm -hmm. in tournament in mm -hmm. that format. Yeah. So, so when you're in an upswing, when you say, okay, I made three point three million, um, you can probably calculate like how much above the actual expected value sure. you are. You can. With that extra money that you have, do you basically say, okay, mathematically speaking, that money is going to be taken away from me in the next couple of years? Or do you say, fuck it, I'll spend it? <laughs> very, very interesting uh, question. No, no, you should, you should think like the, you should think that this money will be taken away at some point. Yeah. Um, because you, you run o above EV. However, many poker players, even pros, they made the mistake. They mm. think they're going to be rich like that uh, mm. all the time. Mm. Um, However, I'm very different because I have like those activities. I have this coaching site, this training site. That's I have smart. investment. And, mm. and then I'm not like the classical poker player that just need to relay on his winnings. Mm. So I can do whatever. Mm. If I want to spend them, I spend them. It doesn't matter for me. However, for those professional poker players, classic ones, it matters a lot. They need to be very, very careful because if they start playing bigger buy-ins now because they think, okay, that's my new bankroll, they don't have the level maybe for the bigger buy-ins and yeah. also they don't have the bankroll for the new buy-ins. Mm. Maybe they go crazy and they go like, okay, I'm going to play the 50Ks buy-in. Because there is always a buy-in where you can you can go broke. Lo, bro, look, in December in Vegas, they're going to be a 1 million euro tournament, dollar. So the buy-in is 1 million dollars. Damn. It's a tournament. Damn. So you make the money only 15% of the time. 85% <laughs> of the time you're not paid. You lose your 1 million. Yeah, yeah. 15% <laughs> of the time you get either the double of your money or... Maybe ten uh, first place will get maybe 10, 15 million. Yeah. But <laughs> you, 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 50 player will play it. You finish uh, 12th place, you get zero. You lose 1 million. <laughs> I'm not going to play this shit, bro. <laughs> so, uh, actually, can you tell Lopez that I won't be able at the meeting because I'm at the, at the podcast? I forgot to, uh, to cancel the meeting. Uh, here's my question. So, when you say, okay, you... You have these investments on the side. You have your business, so you don't rely on that. Was that in your plan from the get-go, or was there a shitty situation where you lost money? Where you said, "Okay, I need to save myself. I need to, you know, protect myself with other stuff." How did you make that switch to, "Okay, let me not only rely on the income from poker"? Uh, no, it was actually because of uh, following guys like you for many years mm. uh, that I realized. Um, so the first thing is I realized that I, I get bored. I was getting bored just playing. Mm. I wanted more than that. So I start 
streaming on Twitch. You know Twitch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I start streaming my game for free. Mm. I had no even thinking about a business. I didn't think about any business. I was just streaming the Sundays. Okay, Sunday, let's say there is online tournament, bigger online tournaments. I was just showing my table with four minutes delay mm. and just people were watching that. They were loving it. At the beginning, I had like maybe 100 uh, viewers simultaneous, mm. nothing. Then I ended up having more than 1,000 viewers simultaneous. At some point, I had like 3,500, 4,000 simultaneous viewers. That's in one night, probably 50K unique views. Nice. Okay, I realized that with those people, with those viewers, I could have like a training site mm -hmm. on the mm -hmm. side. Mm -hmm. And have like money going automatically when I sleep, even if I make money when I exchange my time against money in poker. Because in poker you exchange your time against money. Mm. Even if you make good money, you're still capped. Yeah. Okay. You don't. It's rare to have players that makes more than a million or two million profit per year. Mm. It's capped in business. Mm. It's not rare in business. Many people make more than a million per year. Okay. Mm. Um. So then, what happened is. I I thought totally about RSD and all the the and you also I thought about all those you were one source of inspiration I would say Owen was one you were one um, a mystery back in the days was one um, since I was into games so much time so since so long I thought okay those are selling page those are like sales page of online training courses if I applied that to poker I would have also sales page of online training courses and I was legit on the game I was already um, very deep in poker very uh, known in the industry um, uh, had already uh, a million euro bankroll in front of me so my first million euro was already made and in front of me so I made more than that um, I was like okay why not I launched that I had people working for it like uh, that I paid uh, uh, I had people from my community helping for free, literally like making like thumbnail or something. Hmm. At the beginning, I didn't even think about making a business. Yeah. It's kind of, they ask me, can you teach us? Can you just show us how to do? <laughs> and okay, why not? I have free time a bit like I would do. And also it makes me alive. You know, it, it makes me feel alive at that moment. I speak with people again. I'm not in that little box where I'm just playing and being yeah. a nerd, you know? Because yeah. it's not me. I'm, you see, I'm, I like to speak. I'm like, uh, I don't speak as much as Owen. No one does. <laughs> no one Owen does. Shout out to Owen. Thumbs up. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I like to speak and I was feeling alive when I was doing that. So that's why uh, my business, uh, that business was created five years after my uh, the beginning of my career. I, mm. I start my career in 2011, poker career. 2016, I start uh, the website. Mm. 2015, I start streaming. So 16, I start the website. 15, I start streaming. And then, yeah, the website went well. It became the first French, uh, because it's in French. Yeah. It's all for French client. Uh, become the first uh, French client. Uh, we had total 20,000 client, nice. pay, paying client. Beautiful. 120,000 email list. <laughs> French uh, French speaking poker players. 170K on, on YouTube. So, yeah, the same concept as uh, I apply the same concept as you apply for, for your business. But it, you are at a higher level for that, yeah. It, it's so funny because there's so many parallels. It's it's almost scary. So first you said you started in 2011 and then the website was crushing in 2016. For me, it was the same for my first business. Started in 2011, um, just kind of coaching it, for, like I said, for like 90, 150 euros a day. 2016, I made my first million with my first program, uh, with my first digital program. Natural. Uh, the natural, exactly. So that that's the first one. It's funny. Then the second thing is you said, like, you just started streaming your 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 games because you just wanted to sh share it you didn't even have any 
thought about business. It was exactly the same for me. I was like, I just want to make cool videos, pass knowledge on, uh, talk about the stuff. Because when I'm when I'm really passionate about something, I want to tell everyone about it. Like I would like tell my mom about like social dynamics. I'm like, there's this thing, it's amazing. So there's this thing called IOIs, and then you calibrate. And my mom's like, oh, that. She's a psychotherapist. She's like, that's kind of what we learn in psychotherapy, you know. So it's like when I'm excited about something, I just want to talk to everyone about it because I love it. Um, and that's how I started for me as well. I had, I just wanted to make cool videos and then, you know, and then I started working as an assistant and then big shout out also there to Owen and to Nick because they're like, okay. Um, because, and and that was kind of really the, the cool, one of the, one of the real, now that I realize it in retrospection, one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned from Owen, from Owen Cook, because a lot of people ask me about it was, he was, I think, the first guy that talked about making money that was not sleazy about it, that was not taking, right? He was always about giving. So all I knew back then was the broke hippie that is all about like, oh, give everything for free, kumbaya, and then the the, the shark, the shark business guy, like take money from everyone as much as possible. And then I meet Owen, and he was like, give fucking value. Give without asking, but also let's make money. And I've never seen that combined in such a great way where you say, okay, this guy makes money, but at the same time, he makes money by giving value. He makes money by really helping people and by really giving a shit about people. And you know, this whole concept that you've talked about of like, just create an awesome fucking value for people. RSD was some of the, was one of the first concepts that really did that. I agree. I mean, if you look at RSD videos, even nowadays videos from of Owen, they're so good. Where you're like, this could be a paid program with a paywall of five, six, seven thousand dollars and people would fucking pay it. But he gives it out for free. This whole concept, Alex Ramosi talks a lot about it in his books where he says, uh, give out your con- your free content out, uh, make it so so good that it's better than most other people's paid content. That's RSD stuff. And you know, you could argue that RSD then also got from Evan Pagan and so on and so forth, but they really spearheaded that it least in the dating niche so seeing that for the first time embodied in was like let's give a lot of value let's do free tours that's they went very far because free tour that cost a lot of money insane so far to give that much value i've been literally even even talking free tour they make uh, owen uh, made me talk in miami in english i had to make a conference about like (laughs) self-development success and everything i was very happy it was 2021 with marcel you know marcel yeah yeah. marcel yeah um you're right because the fact that those guys give so much value for free and they are so good at it uh, makes you understand that the business behind is legit, is yeah, real. Exactly. And, and that's so important. How many coach, and you know because you're teaching coach, how many coach are just like pure fake? They mm. didn't accomplish anything. They just showing result that doesn't exist. Yep. They don't give you value and they extract the manager. They, they manage to extract little money, but they will never become big mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. people realize there is no, uh, there is nothing deep in that guy. Yep. This guy is just a coach. Yep. He's not actually making what he's coaching. Exactly. The exactly. difference with you and other coaching business is you did exactly what you were saying, what you... What you are what what you are teaching people, you did it, like, and that's the most important because you you made the money through your program. So why not now teaching how to make the program? Because you made that money with the natural. This is proven. Everybody speak about that program. That was one of, one of the most. I didn't see it, but I know it's one of the most 
epic program of the the game you know like there is period of book there was the game the the book the game that was the best book mystery method let's say also those were the best book super good uh, nicely explained maybe david d'angelo w dating period of video this 10 years of video generation the best program was probably yours i think this is the most i hear even poker players speaking about uh, that program wow really, for real in malta and so many poker players live in malta i hear the your name so many times. That's amazing. When they speak about RSD, they speak about you. They speak about Owen, of course, but they speak about you. And that's, and of course, shout out to all the coach because there are s s some really good ones out there. I like Julian a lot also. Hell yeah. uh, Luke for another uh, style also. And what I want to say is like, the best person who can teach you something is someone that has made it for real in real life, that has proven it with free content all over the years and now that release his program for whatever the amount is, but that really is a program based on everything what he learned, you know? That, that's what RSD does, that's what you do, and that's why I like to um, speak and hang out with people like this and avoid the vast majority, 80% of the coach, because in that mm -hmm. industry there is so many fake, so many coach that actually did nothing in real life. They just mm -hmm. sold, managed to close people. Okay, they managed <laughs> yeah. to close people, which is okay, but it's not... Enough. They they made money by teaching other people how to make money, instead yeah. of making it first. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was that was always a big thing for me. Is like, I I I wanted it to be a natural progression, and that natural progression because a lot of people ask me like, hey, what made you go from the dating advice to the business? And um, number one, I kind of felt like I wasn't pro. The, people that I taught wasn't progressing as much anymore because with businesses like we have people that come in they make no money right there they're whatever working in a restaurant right then we help them make their first 10k and then they say what's next and we're like all right we'll do this 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 now he's making 30k a month and then he's like what's next okay now we help you hire people make 50k a month okay I've done it I'm making 50k a month and what do I do next well let's make 100k a month so there's no there's no cap it, it, you just keep growing. And in dating, it was kind of like, okay, uh, I don't know how to talk to girls. Here's how to fix it. Thanks. I'm now talking to girls. I'm happy. Thanks. So you couldn't really progress as much. Sure, there was a bunch of people that got married, which is great. By the way, I never got invited to any wedding. God damn it. I'm like, hey, you're getting married here to the woman. I helped you. Why am I not getting to the... I love <laughs> weddings. Um, but it's kind of capped. With business, you can really support your clients infinitely, right? Like he started alone. Now he got like 20 employees. And now you're feeding all these families with this. That, that was really cool. But the other thing was it was a natural progression for me because I remember to this day... Um, people would sign up for my dating program. Uh, one guy specifically, he was like 36 years old, a little bit older, a little bit older now, I'm 33 myself. He came into the program and he bought uh, a one-on-one -on -one program with me. Uh, back then it cost 24K, six months with me, got my WhatsApp and everything. And I had my first one-on-one -on -one call with him and I'm like, so, whatever, Jonathan, how are you doing? Uh, let's talk about your dream woman. Let, let me help you get your, find your dream woman. And he's like, oh, I, I met my dream woman. And I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, I'm happily married. I just bought your dating program because I wanna, I wanna learn how to do business, and that's where I'm like, huh. And then you know, more and more people started asking me like, hey, I wanna do this coaching. I've seen you build it. How are you doing it? And at that time, I was really hooked on business. I loved it. I loved the brand building aspect. I loved building a relationship with people. Um, I loved building programs, giving value, expressing yourself, kind of like finding your voice when it came to posting. And that was way 
that was way before Instagram reels or any of that. It was literally just like how to make videos and on YouTube and how to build your brand and what to post on Facebook. So I was really hooked onto that. And then I was like, I think I, I could do that. I think I can really do that. And then back then, my mentors have to give a shout out to my old mentors as well. I was like, I think I can do it, but I'm not sure if I'm good enough. And my mentors were like, hey, let's build this together. We're going to help you. We're going to do 50-50. Uh, German mentors, great guys. And um, and I'm like, and they were like proposing me all these things that we're going to do. And then they're like, okay, in the next month, we're going to start selling. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't think I can do this, man. I'm not Grant Cardone, you know. I'm not Gary Vee or whatever. And then they're like, <laughs> I'll never forget this. They're like, but you're Max fucking Torno, man. You've built your whole brand. Like, you've made millions. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm kind of right. <laughs> and they're like, hey, you can fucking do this. So we started doing it. And it was cool because um, in the in the first month, we made, I think, two-thirds or, or, or one-half of what I – what I back then made for the for the existing dating brand, and then the second month we made more, like instantly crazy. it was crazy. It, it it started picking up very very well. Of course it evened out because you know I launched a new thing and then all my followers they got on that. We scaled very very quickly and then of course it started evening out once the initial spike of the launch quote unquote was over. But it was great and what I then what what I really appreciated too was. I think the first year or two, one and a half, two years, it was all people that knew me from my brand. Yeah. Um, which was really beautiful on one hand because you're like, wow, I have such a strong brand that even though I'm not doing the dating stuff anymore, people still come to me. And then what started happening is it started tilting that people only knew me from the business stuff. Wow. And then they were like, and that was really beautiful that as was, well. Yeah, because you, you were thinking, okay, I'm building a new thing now. Exactly. And I'm like, it showed me that I'm not a one-hit wonder. No. Um, they were like... Oh yeah, I never knew you did the dating thing. You know, they're like, wait, what? You you coached what? Dating advice? Do people pay for that? You know, they they don't even know. Uh, you know, like 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 fifty year old women. You know, like nice. like 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 the hair. This Max Torno guy is a little eccentric with his tattoos. They have no idea that I did the dating stuff in the beginning. Um, so it's standing on its own. In percentage nowadays, what do you think it is? Uh, people who knew you from the dating period and people. Between your new clients in percentage? Nowadays, 50, 50? no. 90% don't know me from dating. 10% wow, know me. Yeah. that's impressive. Yeah. We, I you mean, we've, the new, totally we, new we've completely closed everyone that, that has ever known me from dating. Every now and then, we still get someone in. It's like, oh, yeah, knows you from RSD. Ah. But most people are like, I, I saw your ad. And they all say the same. They're like... I saw, because we always ask them, of course, like, what made you click on the ad? What made you resonate with this? And they all say the same. They all say, um, at first, I thought it's just some other make money online guy, but somehow you seem genuine. And I still don't quite know what it is, if it's just a way of me talking into the camera, because I've done it for so many years that I they can I can pre pretty naturally sure. talk to the camera. Or it's the fact that I have weird tattoos. You know, they're like, oh, this guy has weird tattoos. He's no, more it's your personality, person. the, the way you speak. <clears throat> I think what you learn compared to those other coached, uh, make money coach is the... It's something unique that they don't have because you you learn game. You you mean you are one of the best in the world at game. So what what does it mean then when you speak to a camera? You're seducing way more than other people. <laughs> so for sure, you are way better uh, public speaker than someone else. And public speaking is uh, a big part of converting. Yeah. Also, if point. you if you are the coach that will help your clients to convert more because they will speak better. Who is doing that in Make Money? No one. Because mm. the people in Make Money just teach you the algorithm, the click funnel, mm. and the blah, true, blah, blah. True. But you will, you will go way beyond that because you will 
explain the personal branding at a real level where you are the personal branding out of the make money and where you have a public speaking quality out of the make money and when you closed many women in your life uh, <laughs> so you close now many clients also so you are teaching something way more interesting and more than that I think also the clients the people who are coached in one um, uh, area and now wants to switch in another area let's say people who are coaching dating or they are coaching uh, sport gym they are and they want to now coach make money mm. opposite people who are coaching make money and they want now to coach gym because fuck it uh, I'm done with make money there is so <laughs> many people on this market blah 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 I'm gonna be a gym coach because now I'm passionate about gym I'm going to gym for five years I know everything about gym blah blah, blah. I want to coach gym okay so they will want to transition and they have a community of make money but they want to have now a community of gym mm. so someone like you will understand that because yeah. you made a co transition between dating to yeah. make money it's completely like opposite things yeah. like dating people are not interesting in making online businesses yep. okay they are interesting in closing girls that's it so it's you made that transition and you managed to be successful 90% you say of your clients are now from the make money community that's impressed me um, then you can teach to other people that thing. So that's also a unique part that you have, plus yeah. the personal branding, the, the way you speak and everything, plus the history, the fact, and I like the fact that you still speak sometimes, and now we, we speak a lot about that, but you still, on your own videos, because I watch, um, speak about RSD and speak, because you never um, remove that thing from your life. You never say like, okay, this is my past, I'm not going to speak anymore about that, those are the people I was working with before. No, shoot out to that. I'm like, I come from there, I know where I come from. I know I've been, it doesn't accomplish in direct way anything for your business, for your new business, but you stay normal, you stay human, and that's where people will stick with you instead of other coach, because you stay human, you have a legacy kind of, and you speak about that legacy chill, easily, and when I speak about my past, about uh, chess or video games, it's the same, you know, it was my past, but yep. I speak about it. If I speak about game in my video, it happens. Sometimes I speak about game. Mm. People like it. At some point, I was posting picture like a bit like Dan Bilzerian style, you know, because actually that was my life. So my life was to live during COVID. There was no poker anymore. Mm. So what I did, I was going to Serbia, renting houses, bunch of girlfriends in it. What, what can I do? We were taking picture. Like, I mean, <laughs> we were partying. There was always someone taking picture and I had yeah. like so many pictures like that. And actually I had like some haters for that, but I had also some people really liking <laughs> it and, and, and trying to know what is the relation with poker. There is no relation, bro. I'm not <laughs> trying to make you think there is a relation. I'm not even trying to sell you one program or something. Yeah. I'm just trying to show you who I am in life and that's what I'm doing now. I, I, there is no tournament. I can only show you what I'm doing and it doesn't matter. I don't need to hide that I'm just having fun and partying with girls. Mm. Why I should hide? Because I'm a poker player, I need to be more like geek, solving, blah, blah, blah. No, I can just be who I am. It, that's the beauty, that's the beauty that, you, that you come from that mindset because many people don't. Yeah. And I've I've had to make that decision many times on a micro level myself. Could I make more money if I didn't have tattoos? Probably yeah, cuz I would just look more conservative, yeah. right? Could I make more money if I wouldn't swear? Probably yeah, right? Because the algorithm doesn't like it when I swear. I still do it anyways. And it's it, it's almost like a swing. It's like a seesaw swing. It's like I could make more money, but it would decrease my freedom and therefore also the quality of my life. So 
I could make significantly less money if I just go absolutely crazy, right? Like, I'm just going to get drunk and stream while I'm getting drunk. I don't even like alcohol. But the whole idea is like, I'm like, at some point, I don't, at some point, making the money is not worth the loss of freedom that I have. So I rather speak about stupid things like playing video games or giving shout outs to RSD because, yeah, maybe it makes me less money, but at the same time, it it would decrease the quality of my life if I couldn't do it. And ultimately, why would I put making money on a higher pedestal than the quality of my own fucking life, right? Just like the, the Fight Club saying goes, like the things you own end up owning you. So that's also why when, I, when the war happened in Kiev and I lived in Kiev back then, um, it really triggered something in my brain where I said, I don't want to own many things anymore. I want to have, I have two suitcases that I travel the world with. There's my, all my clothing, all my gym, all my supplements, uh, all my gym clothes, two pairs of shoes, uh, two, three belts, uh, my PS5, uh, a pillow. My, uh, I have a proper, uh, uh, what is it called? Like a, like a pillow with memory foam where I sleep really well on. Nice. And, uh, and a pan, a ceramic pan to cook my steaks in. Um, that's all I really have. I have, you know, on top of that, I have like investments and stuff like that. But I don't own a lot of stupid things. Because when the war in, in Kiev s- started... And uh, my apartment, I still had all my things in my apartment. I had Gucci belts, you know, Louis Vuitton shoes, like thousands of thousands of euros of random shit, T-shirts, pants, like all these nice things that I just accumulated. I mean, I bought like PC, gaming consoles. I played fucking once and then I was like, fuck it, I'll just get back to work on my freaking laptop. And then when the war happened and I couldn't access my apartment anymore... After six months, for the first time, I thought back about all the things I bought. Like, oh, hey, I I have a Gucci belt. Where is this? Oh, it's in my apartment. I didn't even miss it. I had never even freaking thought about it in months. And that's where I really realized is like, so why did I buy it in the first place? If I don't need it to live, if I don't get more value out of it, why the fuck would I even have it? And it's very similar to, to... because you said like, okay, I, I give shout outs to RSD and all that jazz. It's like, yeah, why not? Like, I love talking openly about what I did. I, d- I love talking openly about the very things that brought me where I am right now. And to be fair too, it I had to grow into this. When I made the cut from getting out of dating, leaving RSD and just going all in on the business, there was a period of time where I did not mention that. Because I, I feel like I had to make a clean cut and get away from it. Because I didn't want to build something with the help of the other. I didn't want to rely on my brand. I wanted to say, this is the clean cut now. This is what I do. And if you don't know me from before, I still want you to be able to trust me. To see my abilities. And to, to, to be able to see what I can really do. So I didn't want to rely too much on that at first. So I had to make that clean cut. But then over time, as months pass by, I'm like... This is still part of me. The lessons that I learned from Owen, from Julian, from Jeffy, from from Todd, from Alex, from all the cool guys at RSD, they're still real lessons. And I, I, I always wanted to be fair with things. It's like when I learned something from someone and when, I, when someone helped me get somewhere, I want to tell people that. Because I don't believe in, in taking. I don't believe in, in not sharing. So the older I get, the more I also realize how much I really learned from Owen, from my experience as an RSD instructor, because there were so many fucking valuable lessons that only now, retrospectively, I really realize. And and that's where uh, I kind of shifted my, I shifted my goal from 
I want to get away from it. I want to make a clean cut to I want to get back to it. I want to go full circle and now give back and tell people that now know me only from the business stuff where I'm saying, hey, guys, there's this world out there of crazy public speakers, Julian, Owen, Jeffy, Madison, all these guys, Luke as well. Those guys are fucking amazing. They're a little bit unconventional, right? They're a little bit less politically correct, so to speak. They're crazy. I mean, their videos are amazing, right? They're like Owen is screaming at their videos. I'm like, go best watch video it. for a coach uh, on YouTube 100%. ever. I see. I, I didn't see high quality content like that from any Never. coach in any Nowhere. industry. No one. It's incredible. It's and a product. Like everything, the image, the background, the way he speaks, so the the details of what he speaks about, the concepts. So good. It's go just, watch it. Owen, just go watch, go watch Owen. Go Cook. watch him. We're gonna uh, link him. Like we need to shoot out our friend because he's hundred percent the boss. And it, and the crazy thing is, like I'm just one. You're just one out of millions of other people. Like there's so many people that watched RSD in their fucking twenties. Yeah. Just like this is how to get girls, approach the girls. They're now making fucking seven, eight figures a year. They're company owners. They're influencers. It's and you know what the craziest thing is. Owen predicted that. When I was his bumfuck assistant back in 2012, 2013, I heard him say all the time, he's like, here's what's up, guys. My goal with RSD, okay? Just just follow me with this, all right? My goal with RSD is all these guys right now, all these 20-year-olds, don't just want to get laid, okay? Just, just hear me out. In 10 years, all these guys will be running seven-figure, eight-figure businesses. They're all going to want to learn about business. And that's where that's where they're gonna be, and that's the legacy that I'm gonna leave behind. Okay, that's how, that's how he said it. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, yeah, crazy, oh, you know. And now I'm like, he was oh, right. It's exactly he true. was right. It literally ten fucking years later. Yeah, those there's are the legends. all these guys like you, like so many others that are crushing it in life because they all just started with this is how to get girls. Right? I mean, Eckhart Tolle. I don't even want to... You know Eckhart Tolle, right? Of course. I, I don't bought even the book. <laughs> Everybody how bought much, the book. How much money did Eckhart Tolle make just from... Because of you. <laughs> I think he should thank you guys. Like, Shout uh, out to Eckhart, Eckhart Tolle. Bro, like, I, me, I bought the book. I never finish it. <laughs> I read maybe like, 30%. Like, I'm just imagining an Eckhart Tolle seminar, right? 50% regular people, you know, like housewives. 50% RSD guys. guys you know, like, and, and I could tell you, like, oh, I wonder where all these young folks are coming from. It's all just shout outs from RSD, you know? That's so crazy. Side business. <laughs> where is the affiliate link? You did not even do the affiliate link, guys. You should, you, you vomitate on many thousands of people. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the beauty about this. So, yeah, definitely big shout out. Uh, to the OGs. To Ecartoli. Uh, yeah, and yeah. to uh, Mysterio. <laughs> to, to, to everyone. Yeah, to everyone. I, I wouldn't be where, where I am right now, and I am part of this generation that is now making seven, eight figures. We're not at eight figures a year yet, but we're getting there. Wow. Because because of this whole idea of, like, work on yourself, read books, fucking cold showers, you know, like, draw state from within. I mean, draw state from within, right? Like, that, that used to be a concept that they used to teach. And what, what is the concept? Drawing your state from within. So uh -huh. it's like when you walk up to a girl, instead of being permission-seeking and hoping that she will give you a good reaction, be happy from yourself, right? Don't be permission-seeking. Don't be like, hey, do you like me? Yes, I'm happy. No, oh, I'm sad. No, it's like draw your freaking state from within. You know how important that is with fucking business? Where we come, we come off the back of a bad, shitty fucking week. We just had a really bad week. One of our closers, our main closers, got sick, horribly sick. Had to go to the hospital and all that. God bless, he's fine now. But that's a week of money that is not being made, right? So you're coming off the back of that and you're like, okay, day one, we're 10K behind projections. Day two, we're 25K behind projections. 
day five were about 50k cash collected behind projections, right? That just like you said, like oh, I'm I'm 40k behind now because I'm 40k lost from the tournament. Drawing state from within the concept that I learned as a 20 year old when I'm out there talking to girls, that has that's helping me now 13 years later when I have a bad week of just saying. It is what it is. I can still have a good time. I can still draw happiness from within, regardless of whether the business is crushing right now or not. And like you said, too, is like, you know, the closer is back now. He has a bunch of follow-up and stuff, so he's going to make that money back in. But it's, what's important is that the, the quality of my life does not get diminished in that one week where things are not going well. And I'm failing at that. I think everybody does. There are moments where you're freaking out. There are moments where you're like, fuck, I just lost that money. That sucks. I could bought this, could have done that. My my year projection is now set back for half a week and all that shit. Okay. One new good piece of advice for your uh, followers uh, who are into uh, online businesses. How they can get very good closers? What is the best way for them to get in their team very good closers? Here's here's the thing. Number one, always be hiring. Oh, like the the biggest mistake that I see with my advanced clients. Stop that hiring. Making, exactly. They're always like, oh, I need a closer now. Let me hire the closer. Oh, now the closer is, is taken. Whoop the fuck can do. Closer leaves. Now they need another month or two till they find a good one. What I do is I always interview people. When people message me, hey, are you guys looking for a closer? I'm like, no, but I'm always interviewing. And if you're good, I'm like, I don't care. I'll hire you. I'll find the leads for you. If you're really good, if you knock me off my socks. I re- and here's the key point. Because I don't look at getting the position covered, I only take the top 1% guys. Because if I'm like, fuck, fuck, I need a closer. I need, oh, yeah, you're good enough. Come in. Come in. Let's go. Right? Abundance. But, exactly. But if I have the abundance, I'm like, I don't need you. But holy shit, in the in an interview, you're really amazing. You come in my fucking company. We're going to get you to leads. Fuck it. Go crush. So now, now I'm already hiring only top players. The other thing is... Take your time. Slow to hire, quick to fire. We have three interviews minimum per closer or setter that we hire before we make we, before we give them the offer that they work in our company. Interview number one is a mock call, basically a role play where he has to close me. Um, interview. Then I give him feedback and I'm like, okay, he, here's what you did well. Here's what I want you to do better next time. Interview number two is with another closer in my company with another role play where he specifically sees has the candidate implemented the feedback that Max gave him. Because I don't really care too. I do care a lot of about whether or not they can close. But what I care even more about is can they implement the feedback that we're giving them? Because we turn every one of our closers into top closers. If you're an eight coming into a company, we make you an 11. If you're six coming into a company, we make you into an 11, but it's just going to take a little longer. So we make sure that you can implement the feedback. Because if you can't implement feedback, if you're just not there and say, yes, okay, I'll do better next time, and then you don't, it's just costing you money, it's costing me money, it's costing everybody time. And then the third interview is literally just where we look at like what did you do the past year? Why did you leave that company? If you're that good at closing, why didn't you make it work? Oh, they didn't give you enough leads? Well, what did you do to make more leads? Did you do outbound calls? Like We just look at their at the overall culture fit yeah. and uh, if they if they have the mindset. And that, that's like people might watch this now and they're like, oh, you too much work. Three interviews, always be hiring. I don't have time for that. You know what? You don't have time for shitty closers. That's what's up. And ultimately, yeah, it might take longer to find someone really good, but it, it takes much longer to deal with shitty closers and it costs you way more money. Sure. Yeah. My man, yo, we got like, what, five more minutes till we got to get out of here. What's what's next for you? What's your plan? Because I have a flight. I, I could stay uh, five hours <laughs> with uh, Max. <laughs> oh, I, just have a, we'll, I just have a flight, so we have no choice. We'll catch up, man. We'll catch yeah, up somewhere we in Europe. Yeah. 
Oh, somewhere in Europe for sure. Or in, in the States or wherever the hell we yeah, are. Yeah, or in uh, you grow in America sometimes. I don't see you often in America. Next year, I, want, I want to live in Hawaii for a couple months with okay. my girlfriend. It's a beautiful place. I've never been. It's go not far it. from Vegas. Actually. I mean, I you're hanging out with go. Owen all the time. Go with him. Yeah, he loves to he's, go He's Hawaii. one of the best tour guides for Hawaii. He told me one day. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's <laughs> the best tour guide for many. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, no, you got to get uh, national parks. Yeah. You got to go to Nepal. Last year, it was his, his thing was uh, the, the ski resort. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all, to do all the ski resort. <laughs> like this, this ski resort. I went to, in one with him. <laughs> it was really nice, actually, because I didn't know. You know, we are from the Alps, yeah. you and me. Yeah, yeah. We so we, see, we think the ski is only in the Alps. <laughs> That's exactly right? what we think. There is no ski in another place of the world, right? It's all <laughs> shitty place, right? And I went then in uh, America and I thought it would be shitty, you know? <laughs> but I said, okay, Owen, I give you a chance. <laughs> it was actually nice. It was actually really nice. Shout they out. do have really nice mountain and really nice ski resort. It's not all about the Alps, guys. Just saying. 100%. You do snowboard also. Oh, hell yeah, hell yeah. Oh, no shit. Yeah, hey, we should go heli skiing. Yeah. Have you ever done heli skiing? No, it's like they drop you with the drop helicopter. you out with a fucking oh, helicopter. I cannot come. Come I on, man! I feel, I, feel, no, 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 I feel too much. <laughs> I will be, I will be, I will be bad for you because I will, I will uh, slow, slow you down. Ah uh, man! We can go on the real, just on the real. Uh, All right, let's do slops, that. I can go. And then I get you in a helicopter. No we just work ourselves up. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many friends that propose me that thing. Yeah. Not so many makes three. At least I'm keep I keep folding, folding, folding every year. They go like, no, but there will be this guy. This this guy is a specialist. You will have all the equipment. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's not. Nah, bro, leave it. I fear too much. There is like something going the on. Avalanche? The avalanche. Yes, so you're less scared about the helicopter more about the avalanche. Also helicopter. I fear oh. helicopters in general. <laughs> <laughs> so I also think helicopter are like. A, I don't fear planes. I fear helicopters. Mm. It's very, very different. They're different. They're different. Helicopters can way more dangerous. There's a lot of those that crash, man. Yeah, bro. Uh, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, uh, gone. Not many people gone with yeah. helicopter. No, yeah, but snowboard. I think your level is way above mine. Mm. However, I, I can go in black slopes, no problem, and okay, everything. Okay. Yeah, That's but, good. But if we have a good group of people, hell yeah, we go with uh, some of our girlfriends also. It can be a good vacation. I'm down. Let's make it happen, man. In the Alps, yeah. Hell yeah. So what, what's next for you? So you're flying out of Belgrade? Yeah. Flying to Belgrade. Uh, many friends there. It's a great place. I have a, yeah, I have a good time there. Um, it's amazing. And then after that? <laughs> after that, I go to Czech Republic for organizing. For the game. thing, yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah. then after that, I go to Las Vegas for a month and a half. And uh, a bit LA, Christmas, New Year's, New Year's, Year's all yeah. that jazz, yeah. Playing those tournaments, there is World Poker Tour in Las Vegas. I'm gonna play that. Nice. Uh, next year, I'm moving to fully to Dubai. I mean, not fully, but for the winter times in Dubai, mm. summer times, uh, Malta and Ooh, uh, nice. the rest, yeah. But Dubai winter time is really good because it's not far from Europe mm -hmm. and it's a really good quality weather, quality yep. life, secure life. Mm. You've been in Dubai? Yep. You liked it? First time earlier this year. Yeah. We, we shot a vlog there. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool, huh? Yeah. It's a really good place. It evolved in the right way, in the right direction, in my opinion. So uh, I'm investing there. Nice. And uh, yeah, that's real estate time now for me. Beautiful, man. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, man, it's been a pleasure to have you on the pod. Uh, let's do it again. Let's yeah. keep crushing. Let's, let's do it touch. again. I think I'm going to have my uh, podcast channel on YouTube soon. Sick. I will interview you on uh, my YouTube uh, podcast for sure. It's going to be in English. Um, yeah, for now, it's just my, uh, yeah, just what I told you. <laughs> Hell yeah. Where can people find you? Instagram, Yoviral? Yoviral on Instagram, my main uh, social media. That's Y-O-H-V-I-R-L. Y-O-H-V-I-R-A-L, guys. Yep. Uh, posting story every day, making good numbers. Yes, I sir. think you will like my uh, daily life around the world. 
lot of lifestyle thing, lot of just natural things uh, about uh, about uh, luxury life. Let's say because it's a luxury life to live in five stars hotel and casinos. Oh yes, so that's I've my life. I watch your stories and they're balling. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, follow Yovedal, check him out, and uh, Instagram, I think. Instagram for yeah. sure. Okay, we're gonna link everything down below. If you want to learn poker, what was the website again? If you are French speaking, want to learn poker, pokerpro.fr. Pokerpro.fr, c'est très bien. Yes, yeah. très bien. C'est Okay, Mon opinion, c'est ça. <laughs> he liked it. Right, Ciao, bro. Subscribe to his channel. Please. <laughs> Please. And if you get inspired by this kind of travel lifestyle and you also say, hey, listen, my friends aren't as cool as Yoveral and his people. I want to have more mentors. How the hell do I get started to be able to travel the world, make my own money and be independent? I have the answer for you, and that is maxtorno.com forward slash call. You can now book a completely free consultation call directly with me and my team. We will look at your situation. We will look at your business plan, at your business idea, or even if you don't have any idea yet, we will literally tell you how you can start making your first five, ten, or even $20,000 a month from scratch without needing a big brand like Yoveral. Yoveral has a great brand. You don't need any of that. You, without needing a website, without any of that, literally just you getting started from your smartphone or your laptop. And the way to do that is maxtorno.com forward slash call. You book your free call there. Uh, you just have to fill out a quick application. I think it takes you 30 seconds to do that. And then you'll be patched through to us and then we'll, we'll make things happen. So talk to you very, very soon.